What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks. And continuing on from the theme of our last two episodes, we're going to be talking coaches today. There was a number of changes uh, to the Bucks coaching staff. A couple of new assistants have been hired. Uh, there's been some promotion within the ranks. And uh, Mike Budenholzer, I would say, likes to have some familiarity with the guys that he's got on his staff. So we're going to get into all that, what it means for the Bucks moving forward. Uh, and we'll try to stay clear of any Milwaukee Brewers commiserations today. Let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show three days a week for August, maybe sometimes four if there's news that drops, but August is our off-season month. At least three episodes uh, a week. You can also find my work over at ESPN alongside me. Uh, just wrapped up the off-season with the Technical Foul Podcast. He's just walked straight in the door from the studio. You check out the Technical Foul Podcast. It's Camille Davis. And uh, we thank you for making Lockdown Bucks your first listen or first watch. Uh, three days a week, I guess I technically have to say now. But if there's news, we will do podcasts, which is why it makes sense to subscribe, whether it's on the audio platform or the YouTube platform, because then you don't have to worry about it. You'll be notified whenever we do drop an episode, particularly if there is a, a surprise episode coming up. And we know uh, just around the corner, Giannis and the Greek crew are going to be playing, and so is Maru with Georgia. So we'll have some post-game pods in just a few weeks, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, there's more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, Camille, I was a bit worried. Technically, I I did our last podcast with Blaine Miller, assistant coach of the Bucks, but it was two parts. So it was last Thursday. So it's been almost a week since I had to do a locked on Bucks intro, which is un- absolutely unheard of. I was feeling a little bit nervous. I got through mostly unscathed. Yeah, let me tell you that that's real. And how you felt after a week? Can you imagine how I felt tonight <laughs> when I came back after three weeks? And I was like, I don't remember how we do our intro. Like I was, I was all over the place trying to trying to bring it in. But no, I mean, you you did your job. And if people have not yet listened to the episodes uh, with Coach, they got to check that out because Blaine was really it was a really good conversation that you two had. So I'm gonna go back and pub the the older episodes of Lockdown Bucks. Make sure you guys check those out because Blaine it was really interesting the conversations. No, he was awesome. Two part uh, episode. The first part was mostly about his journey to the NBA, which is kind of crazy. The path that he took to now being officially an assistant coach in the NBA. And the second part was more about working with Bud, working with Giannis. PJ Tucker's influence, championship memories, all those types of things. And some Marjan Beauchamp, uh, sort of early reaction from him. Blaine worked with uh, the Summer League team in Vegas. So, yeah, good stuff there. And uh, Camille, I just want to say, well, this is the reason why you had off-season with Tech Foul. And I was like, well, I'm not letting you have an off-season. I'm going to keep the reps, keep the reps going once a week to at least keep you a little bit warm in the, in, in the podcasting game. 
Uh, but we're going to talk about, and by the way, you can tell I haven't podcasted for a while because I guess a, a light has blown in this room and it just feels incredibly dark looking at myself <laughs> here at the moment. So I'll tell you what, it's tough times. But uh, we're going to continue to talk about coaching. Uh, but one of the things that I took away from the conversation uh, with Blaine was the way that he spoke about Bud. And it's always one of those things. I think having a strong opinion on NBA coaches and who's the best coach, who uh, should be a potential candidate. If going back 12 months ago, the Bucks did decide to move on from Bud, how can I possibly sit here from the outside and know who is a great candidate to come in and coach? I just think it's impossible to know. But hearing Blaine talk about little things like he was the head video coordinator and he'd point out a few things and Bud would just be like, that's cool. You pointed out two or three things you see. Here's 25 things that I see from that video. And it's just, it was a nice reminder of, and once you get to the level of being an NBA coach, we know that sometimes some coaches look a little bit out of their depth. But for Bud to obviously have the record that he's had, I mean, this is a guy that's won 60% of his regular season games from over 700 games now uh, in the NBA. He's obviously won a championship, but multiple 60 win seasons. It was just a reminder that, yes, there has been frustration. There's no doubt about that. And there's a lot of people that want to quickly write him off the second the Bucks lose a game. But it was a nice little insight to Bud and clearly a guy that's had a lot of success. And don't forget, before he coached the Bucks, 17 seasons with the Spurs. I mean, this guy knows a, a bit about the game. Yeah, and I think it was mentioned too that Bud started as a video coordinator himself. So right. to think about what he sees in comparison to what Blaine was seeing on the tapes too, that that was an interesting parallel to to consider. But I definitely agree with your point. And just even hearing um, how many different pots all the coaches have their hands in. Like it's not just like, you know, you're you're doing defense or you're just doing scouting. Like it feels as all the coaches really do um, – contribute in so many different ways to the team and um, I laughed when um, Blaine was talking about his, his path to the NBA which that's that was fascinating to me I love hearing like how people got to where they are or the stories behind them and he mentions like a question that was asked like how tall are you because you know you're gonna have <laughs> to be on the court with some of these guys and um, yeah it made like I already have respect for but like there have definitely been times where as a fan I've been like you know I don't agree with this move or he should do this and I mean, I can point back to the most recent playoff series where um, I wanted more Javon Carter minutes rather than, you know, George Hill at the time. But I mean, that's so that's so my like, I don't know, like how I, I don't know. I'm just sitting on my couch with my opinion and I'm just going off of what I what I see. But the coaching staff is spending hours and hours and hours dissecting things, going over it, contemplating, changing things around. So. It was great to hear, uh, like, the level of involvement that he's had with the team, as well as hearing, like, Bud's coaching style and how Bud actually is just as a person because we only see him as coach. It actually uh, it actually made me cringe a little bit when I was thinking about times on this pod where I've, like, said, well, this should be happening or this should be happening. I was like, imagine if Bud listened to this. He would just be like, right. this guy is the biggest moron I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. So it's a little bit embarrassing, actually. Um, thankfully, he would never listen to this, but it's just a nice little reminder uh, about that. So one of the moves, we're going to get through them all, and there's one a very uh, well-known name that has uh, joined the assistant coaching ranks, but uh, one of the other moves that was made official today, the Bucks have just sent out a release, is Charles Lee is going to be uh, associate head coach. So, yeah, we, I guess, figured that this was going to be the case. Darvin Ham moves on. 
so this is the interesting thing with the Bucks coaching ranks when you consider Taylor Jenkins a couple of seasons ago, now Darvin Ham, Charles Lee, to, you know, perhaps disappointingly for him, wasn't able to get that head coaching job. But perhaps for the Bucks, it's fortunate that you've kept one of those really, really experienced head coaches that's worked a long part uh, for a long time. But this seemed like a no-brainer, but it also seems like maybe 12 months down the road, it, it might be Charles Lee's time. Uh, well, you know, I guess we certainly hope so. Yeah, I mean, that was the same thing we were thinking about with, with Coach Ham, where it's like, you can see the time is coming. We're not exactly sure when it was, and he had a couple <laughs> interviews before he got hired as Lakers head coach, and you know, it it might take some time, but Charles Lee is still relatively young as well. So, I mean, just seeing his ascension on the Bucks coaching staff under Bud has been, as someone on the outside looking in, has been super impressive. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the team, uh, like what wrinkles they can throw into the offense, to the defense, um, and schemes that they'll be doing. I mean, with a couple of different new voices that have been added to the bench, as well as just elevating some other voices. Like I saw the Bucks YouTube page had a, really nice interview with Marcus Johnson and, and Ben Baker um, talking about summer league and just coaching and how, but just let Ben just do like, Hey, this is, this is you. Of course, like, you know, we have some principles and schemes that we want to see ran, but like decisions on who's playing, when they're playing, how you're reacting, that's all on you. And just to hear his reactions to that and how he views some of the young guys on the roster as well. Um, well, I'll be honest with you and all the locked on bucks listeners, Ben Baker got me even more excited to see Marjan play, and I've, I'm already mm. like I'm I'm all the way on the Marjan. I'm on the I'm on the boat. I'm, I'm I'm leading the bandwagon. I'm on the bus. I'm leading it. So uh, I think it's in part two because we haven't really had a first round draft pick in quite some time. But um, for the Bucks to have their first round draft pick be somebody who I had an interest in ahead of the draft, and again. Not a big draft expert, but did my research, and Marjan was somebody who jumped off the page. So um, hearing what Coach Vin Baker was saying about his work ethic um, and his play during summer league as well just made me go like, I can't wait to see this kid on the court. Our great mate Frank Madden wants you to just chill a little bit. Uh, with I can't. I'm, I'm taking off, Frank. You hear? I'm taking off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I said it before, but there's nothing – that gets everyone, I think, more excited than a, than a rookie. But the big thing is you talk about the work ethic. You talk about the personality of, of Marjan Bochan, the road he's taken to the NBA. Uh, it was same with Blaine. He was very complimentary. And, mm-hmm. and basically everyone that you've heard that's been around him has just said, look, Bucks fans, you're really going to like that guy. Uh, you might also like the odds uh, for the Bucks to win the NBA championship at betonline.net, which is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Uh, you can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and gains. And uh, this was as of the 26th of July, so about a week ago. I, I, honestly, I just don't think enough has changed in the NBA landscape for this to shift too much. But the Bucks were second favorite uh, overall in the NBA uh, to win the championship, 6-1 to one at betonline.net. Interestingly enough, the Boston Celtics uh, were the favorites at this time. Uh, but go to the website and just make sure that that hasn't changed a little bit. I wonder if that was – was that the morning that the Kevin Durant's uh, stuff came out and maybe everyone thought the Celtics were going to get Kevin Durant. But check it out uh, either way. But as expected, the Bucks near the top of the lines there. But there's all sorts of other sports. I uh, see NFL players are starting to show up. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers for showing up. And uh, you can also get uh, Brewers odds as well. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. That's Bet Online. 
where the game starts. Uh, Camille, just quickly, before we get to uh, more assistant coach hirings and different changes in the, in the coaching ranks, uh, trade deadline, our friends over at Locked On Brewers, which everyone should check out, by the way, I think they did about three episodes yesterday as things continued to happen. Uh, my timeline has, I would say, there's there's a few people trying to say that, you know, take the understanding approach of, wow, that's... Uh, but then there's other people that are just flat out uh, upset. Are you you doing okay today, Camille? I'm 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 a okay. Um, I will not pretend that I am the the biggest Brewers fan. I support the Brewers. If I'm cheering for any baseball team, it is going to be the Brewers. I want the Brewers to win. Um, But I don't generally follow baseball very closely until we're getting into like the playoff stretch run. So uh, when I saw they traded Hater, just my first reaction was just shock. Like that's I was like that's an ace ace. But then I started looking at the numbers and I was like. I could see why and, you know, his contract's going to be up soon. They have to pay him soon. They're probably not going to pay him. So, like, the the reasoning behind the move, I completely understand. The return they were able to get doesn't seem like it'll help them win now, but maybe down the line. So, hopefully those prospects pan out. But I'm doing all right. I do have some friends, though, who are quite upset that we <laughs> – we traded hey like they have like like how am I gonna tell my kids that we we don't have Josh Hader anymore and I was like I'm sorry for you and your fan I I like that's that's tough when your favorite player gets traded. Well, as I mentioned, I'm an Oakland A's fan, so I, I listen. I can sympathize with anyone. No <laughs> one, no one gets rid of more very high level players than than the A's. But all right, let's get back to the Bucks. So, uh, Demari Carroll, I was about to fall asleep last night laying down in bed, racking my mind, what the heck are we going to talk about Unlocked on Bucks? I'd already messaged you, Camille, and said, look, we're podcasting, but I don't know what about. Next thing, the notification comes through, and boy, was I happy to see it. Damari Carroll, a familiar face for NBA fans. We see the tweet here. So I think Woj tweeted something about it, but Damari did a tweet of his own. He said, I'm excited to be shadowing one of the best coaches in the league. He's been a mentor Throughout my career, thank you, Coach Bud and the Milwaukee Bucks organization for allowing me this assistant coaching opportunity. Uh, let's go, Bucks. So, uh, Damari Carroll jumping on board. Uh, he last played in the NBA 2019-20, so basically the pandemic uh, ended mm-hmm. season. I did see another tweet uh, from Brian Lewis, who I believe is from the New York Post, but he tweeted something along the lines of, you know, Damari was always going to be a coach when he was uh, playing with the Nets under Kenny Atkinson. He was basically... A coach on the floor. And also, again, you talk about uh, familiarity with Bud and guys that he brings on the coaching staff. Tamari obviously played for the Hawks. He was the lone starter from that starting lineup that wasn't an all-star. What a devastating blow. Or did they all make it? No, I don't think he did. Or did no, they all make I don't it? Think they yeah, I don't, I don't think, think I don't think he made it. Yeah, I think the other four did. I think, yeah. Unless but, they... But oh, no, but I know why I'm confused. That whole starting lineup got player of the month. Uh, one year, which <laughs> is just a hilarious thing. But Demari Carroll played in those Bud uh, teams. So, you know, Mike Boonholz obviously is very aware of uh, his leadership and his smarts. And look, the one thing I always say, the role players, they make the best coaches. They make the best coaches. You know, uh, on technical foul, uh, my co-host Eric, he said the same thing. We had a conversation about like, oh, what current NBA players do you see being head coaches eventually? And we were like, you know, Chris Paul and we were like LeBron. Like it was a while ago we had this conversation and he said, you know, 
I don't feel like superstars tend to translate very well into the coaching ranks, um, generally because, you know, they're generational talents of some sort, or they see the game in a way that most people don't, and they can't really explain how they see it that way. It's just part of their their gift. Whereas a lot of role players, um, there's a lot of work and a lot of different things you have to put into the game to even be a role player in the NBA and attention to detail and things of that sort um, tend to stand out with role players a little bit more than superstars because that, that talent gap um, is there. And I'm not being disparaging to Damari Carroll in the least bit, because as you mentioned, I, he was somebody who I have heard before just saying like, he has a, he can be a coach. Like he just has the mindset for it. And, you know, I, I hope for the best for him. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring um, to the squad. He's definitely going to be a a body you can throw on the court with the guys when they're practicing and whatnot yeah. as well. Like we heard Blaine mentioning, you know, I think he's like six five or six six something like that. So um, seeing him that way would be cool. But I think it's really cool to see how Bud's coaching tree um, grows and the fact that there are also now former players joining into that who are being able to coach underneath him. And as you mentioned, he, he had time to spend with Bud and Bud's familiar with him as well. So um, I don't think that Bud would hire him just because like, Oh, you played for me at some point. Like, yeah, come on. But there has to be something there um, that he saw in Damari that he's like, you know, there's potential here to, to be a really good coach someday. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what, what he can bring to the team. Yeah. Back to the point about, you know, superstar players. I think Jason Kidd's a pretty good example now by Mm -hmm. all by all accounts, uh, he was a different guy in Dallas in terms of how he communicated with players uh, and sort of, I guess, the understanding he had of one through 15 on the roster rather than just one. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, that probably wasn't the case uh, early in his career as well. So maybe it just took a, that, that little bit longer um, to have that understanding. But again, uh, the one thing I, and I don't know a lot about Tamari Carroll, so, and again, I've already said that I think it's really hard to evaluate coaches, but... I th- the one thing that we do know is that uh, they're only bringing good people into the Bucks organization. And I think uh, with Damari, clearly Bud knows him yeah, really well. And and not only Bud, some of the other guys in the coaching staff, I know a lot of the Hawks crew have kind of moved on now, but uh, I think it'll be a nice addition. And I mentioned a month or two ago, I was like, you know, maybe maybe Quinn Snyder wants to jump in on, on the Bucks for a season as a, as a, you know, lead assistant or whatever it may be. Now, I think Charles Lee was always going to be that guy, but maybe they wanted someone experienced because you mentioned age. This is an incredibly young uh, Bucks coaching staff you know, outside mm-hmm. of Bud who has that uh, two decades plus of NBA coaching experience. So they've hired, and I hopefully I'm saying this right, Vince Legaza, uh, is has been brought in as an assistant coach. Now, he spent the lot, and wait for it, wait for the familiarity here. He spent the last four seasons in Utah, working under Quinn Snyder, someone that Bud knows very well. Previously to before that, uh, he was with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And you'll never guess where he was in the video room before that, the Atlanta Hawks. So uh, he, he comes in as an assistant coach as well. So again, I have to assume, I don't know this for a fact, but I have to assume uh, this is someone that uh, has, that Bud at least has knowledge of who he is, or certainly you know, from the connection with uh, Quinn Snyder there in Utah. So, again, uh, they're bringing in guys that they obviously know have high character and, and obviously smarts for the game and have been through the, the I, don't know, I don't know if it's okay to say the right path, but have been through a proven path uh, working under coaches that have had real success. So, I don't know a lot about this guy. He's only 32. 
but it is funny wow. to always see the connection always comes back the connection always comes back yeah i 32 wow like that's wow Young, younger than me as a, as a, <laughs> as a, as a cult. That, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, um, I don't want to brag, but not quite younger than me. <laughs> almost though. Oh, very, yes. Almost. Very close. Almost. Very close. Almost. But, um, no, I think what you, what you said is a good point in that, that whole, like no assholes policy that mm. the bucks apparently have, um, seems like it's applying as well to the coaching staff as well. It just, it seems like everybody that's coming into this organization is somewhat of good, high character, um, wants to work, isn't afraid of the work. And it could, again, it's a reflection of the culture that, that your superstar helps to bring in and having Giannis and Chris and Drew and, and now Bud and everyone else who they're bringing in. It seems like it's just a, a seamless fit in that sense where it's everybody's just, they're trying to get the job done and they want to do the job the best that they can. They're trying to win not much drama, just really like, let's get in here and work. And then like, let's, let's get back home and then come back next day and do it again. So I love that about them. And yeah, hearing your interview with Blaine helped me be like, yeah, it just seems like it's through it's throughout the organization. It feels like. I think it's interesting. And speaking of Blaine, so he's officially now assistant coach as well. So uh, he's sort of got that promotion. I'm not exactly sure when that happened, but he's, he, you know, he mentioned his role as assistant coach on the podcast, but I, he made a, a really interesting point um, that, you know, Bud started in the video room. Eric Spolstra started in the video room. Like there is a a history of guys that have started that path because by the time they are ready to be an NBA head coach like Bud, they've been in the system for two decades. Mm-hmm. They've seen it all. And if they're in an organization where it's a super professional environment, and this is the one thing I'd say to come back to Bud, and again, People always say that I'm like, you know, whatever, too too nice to Bud or whatever, pro Bud. I think Bud's a really good coach. I respect the path that he's been down. But I think overall what he's done for the Bucks is he's created a professional environment and a stability within the franchise that just simply wasn't there before he showed up. They just haven't had the, the amount. Like when has the Bucks ever been a place where teams are like, well, we better grab their assistant coaches because we think that they're going to be good. It's never been the case. So Bud has created this environment and, you know, he's one of those guys that came through the video room, uh, like a number of the guys that have moved on from the Bucks, and now a new video, a head video coordinator, uh, Sydney Dobner. Now, I don't know whether people are, are very familiar with Sydney. She's been with the Bucks for a number of years, started with the Wisconsin Herd. There's a great feature on the Bucks YouTube page uh, with Zora Stevenson, I believe, went one-on-one with Sydney, but I remember the first time I walked in, I was I didn't really know who she was, and I was like watching there, and she was out there on the court doing all the stuff that they do, working out with players, and I, I was curious since then. But certainly, everything I've heard, just a huge amount of respect for her and what she's been able to do with this team for the last three years. Uh, so I think in general, you have to love that. I mean, now Sydney is on that path to the head video coordinator, potentially assistant coach in her future as well. But I think overall, the opportunities these young people are getting young people like us Camille are getting is uh, fantastic <laughs> couldn't agree more and to just talk about Sydney a little bit more I, I don't know um Sydney at all but I definitely did see the feature with her and Zora and I just love seeing women in in sports yeah. so uh, I'm definitely Sydney if you're listening to this I'm cheering for you congrats on the on the promotion but no I I love seeing women um uh, in the field and and being out there and and being able to 
do the work. Like it, it's really cool to see, uh, especially after years of me just being as a, like a woman sports fan and just thinking about certain conversations or remarks I've had to hear as just somebody who's a fan of sports and wanting to talk about sports and hearing some of the derogatory comments that come with that. So uh, whenever I see women, you know, coaching women doing whatever they want to in sport, um, I am like the biggest cheerleader for them. So um, definitely was was excited when I saw the, the release come out to see that uh, she was also promoted to head video coordinator and she could start, she could start her path as well um, going down that route to maybe being a head coach, like you mentioned, and with it being her fifth season with the bucks, there's some familiarity there as well. And um, wishing the best for her. Yeah. I'll have to reach out and see if we can get Sydney on the podcast as well. That would be a lot of fun. So I, so one of the things I wrote down here is when we go through again, the age. Uh, so Charles Lee isn't, I, I don't know how old he is, but he's not, well, I tell you what, if he is on the older side of things, he's looking looking pretty damn good. So Charles Lee is is looking young at, at least, but I think he's in his 30s, uh, I believe. I so. But then you have, yeah, obviously, Vince, super young, as I mentioned, Blaine, super young, Sydney, super young, Damari Carroll's only just finished his career. So Damari is perhaps the only one that's kind of the odd one out here. And we know there's other guys, uh, Josh Oppenheimer and, and those types of guys that are on the staff there. But it's an extremely young coaching staff, which you know, is interesting with Bud, with all the experience he has. But I do think they are bringing through professional coaches, guys that have been right through from step one, promotion, 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 through the through the pathways. Charles certainly did that for a long time with Bud previously before Milwaukee as well. So I think it's, it's interesting when you look at how different teams go about it. I don't think age matters as much if the experience is there compared to some of these other places that might feel like they need to go and get a Quinn Snyder or a Kenny Atkinson uh, to be on their, on their bench. But then again, I don't know. I mean, I think too, when you, when your head coach is somebody who has as much experience as yeah. Bud have, I think that when you like average out, because he's going to bring that average <laughs> high up and it's like, no, I'm not being funny or anything like that. But like, Bud so the, has question, a, so the question would be, is, is there concern that there's not enough pushback? I mean, that's the obvious question. That could be a question, but one could also point to the fact that a lot of the younger generations uh, don't really tend to have that problem of, of <laughs> upholding their tongue. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I know for millennials, for Gen Z, like it, it's you're going to say how you feel for the most part. So I think that maybe that's also a nice dynamic to have in that locker room as well. And, you know, I, hey, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we don't really know what goes on behind the scenes with the coaches, but uh I think Bud's experience and the fact that Bud's open to giving, you know, younger people their their coaching breaks, their opportunity to start, to grow with the organization is really, really cool. Um, that's something I definitely respect about Bud. And obviously, Vin, as you mentioned as well, obviously. Yeah, that's yeah. A lot of experience there. And uh, I, I just come back to the fact that it's like, okay, well, you know, Bud worked under Pop for, you know, 15 plus years. So I'm assuming that he's learned a lot of what he's putting into the Bucks organization that he, that he learned from the Spurs and, and Pop as well. So I think there has to be a level of comfort there. One other bit of news as we wrap this up, Rajon Tucker, officially the Bucks came out and said that uh, he'd been waived. Now, uh, of course, I already knew this because he signed with Melbourne yesterday. So Rajon oh, Tucker really? will be out here with me in Melbourne. And uh, I messaged Eric and Frank and a few of the guys yesterday. And I said, listen, everyone knows I love Dali. 
I love Dali. I'm a big Dali guy for sure. Dali obviously just signed with Sacramento Kings. So Rajon Tucker is essentially replacing Dali. And I said, look, no offense to Dali, but I think Rajon Tucker might be a little more entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah, Uh I could definitely see why the argument be made unless you <laughs> judge how much fun you're having by like grit. And then That's I can true. see Delhi having a <laughs> a case there and always shout out to Delhi because again, he had the Bradley center completely lit when he stole oh, yeah. that, uh, that pat or that inbound pass and had that scoop layup to end the quarter during that playoff game against the Celtics that yeah, Delhi Delhi stamped here. <laughs> One of the all-time memories uh, for Dali. There's no doubt about that. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, for us, 28 minutes is a pretty decent podcast here. We'll be back in a couple of days. I don't know what we're doing the next couple of days. I could be traveling. But like I said, the only way to uh, handle that is subscribe. And then you'll just know straight away as soon as we drop a podcast. So make sure you do that. Uh, Camille, uh, do you feel after a little mini off-season, two pods in one night, are you just going to collapse in bed? Are you feeling okay? You know, this is gonna sound funny, but um, I might just play some NBA 2K. You know, it's I'm 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 jonesing for basketball. I feel like my my NBA 2K playing consumption goes up in the off season when I don't have basketball yeah, to watch. So right. up until like the Packers really get going, I'll I'll be on NBA 2K. <laughs> Online, do people like play against you? Like, what do we? Oh yeah, yeah. The my my PSN tag is the same as my Twitter handle. If you ever see me, all right, jump on, go play Camille, lose to Camille. <laughs> Um, 2K. Uh, I would never dare. Actually, we mentioned on the YouTube comments, like, did people think I would have a chance against you? And uh, 100% of the responses said no way. And uh, <laughs> they were they were they were right for that. By the way, check out the Locked On NBA podcast uh, as well. They're still rolling through the off season. So if you're like me and you're just like oh, me, podcasts aren't they're not doing as many episodes anymore. What do I listen to when I'm doing stuff around the house? Listen to Locked On NBA after Locked On. Uh, Bucks and I'll have you covered and uh, we'll be back later in the week. Take it easy.